negativity, judgment, hate, illness, death. Life can be overwhelming at times, but what if I tell you that there's a safe space you can escape to? A house where you'll get your weekly shot of extra love. Are you ready to tune in? Reporting on all matters of good, kindness, and love. Let the Branson Brothers help you feel good. Good morning. Good evening. Good afternoon. Or good night. Yes, it's almost the end of the year. And uh, that means for a lot of podcasts, it's time to look back. So that's what we're going to do today. Uh, yeah, and Annie and me went through the recorded podcast of uh, this year. And we highlighted the best of the best for you. So sit back, relax. Are you ready for that extra shot of love? Ready for what love would do with Donald Trump? A delicious interview about food with Chef Simon from Bali Silent Retreat. A better report about the hashtag MeToo movement. Me and my brother singing hello in the rice fields. Or a love activation, inspiration, meditation with Julia. That and so much more is compiled by myself and my dear brother Andy Branson. Are you ready to tune in? Let's do this. Let's do this. Reporting on all matters of good, kindness, and love. Welcome to Let Love Rule. Today, in The Better Report, let's talk about the earth and food. New earth cooking with Chef Simon from Bali Sound Retreat. And uh, Ellie and me are on our way to the New Earth Cooking School. Right now, it's, it's an old chicken shed, so they're still building it. And uh, we're gonna meet Simon over there. All right, um, a Dutch guy, 36 years old, a chef at the Bali Silent Retreat. How did that happen? Um, pure following my heart. <laughs> Cliche as it might sound. And it was literally one morning I was living in Sydney, Australia, which was like a dream for me at the time. And I became a permanent resident there, purely also, it was thrown into my lap. And one morning I woke up and I had a dream that night, I'd go to Bali, move to Bali. And uh, so I go to work that morning, I was cooking in a little cafe because I was studying energy work at night. And, and I told everyone, I said, guys, I'm moving to Bali. And they said, yeah, whatever. <laughs> we don't believe you. I said, that's cool, you'll see. Uh, two months later, I moved. I'd given away all of my stuff that I'd built up over the last seven years. I had a little bit of you know, money in my pocket and I just went to Bali and, and I just came here to experience the beauty of Bali that little bit deeper. I was so fascinated by the culture, by the people. I would feel so welcome here and so held. And it was just pure joy. <laughs> and just at that point that I was thinking, all right, what's next? A Bali Simon Retreat came up to me and they had heard via someone I'd met. Um, you know, you're a chef, you're into meditation, yoga. Do you want to help us? Uh, set up our, uh, the kitchen of our retreat center. And I said, that sounds fantastic. They said, are you willing to move to Bali? I said, I'm in Bali. <laughs> and then it sort of just fell into place. You, you see what I mean? It, it was always a matter of, okay, I'll trust that it has to be done a certain way, but I don't know exactly how. The, the how will show up every day. Mm -hmm. And that's been my biggest lesson here. That was the listening to your heart, really. Not to the mind. Listening to the because heart. the mind would say, 
don't do this, that's not safe, yeah. Why? Yeah. how about that, and have you yeah. thought of this? And, yeah. But the heart said trust, yeah. surrender. The mind has fears. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, how much are you going to get paid for this right. job? You know, how are you going to do this? You know, how long for? You can have insurance. All, all, the mind has all of these concerns. And some of these, you know, you need to kind of rationalize and yeah. work out. But a lot of it is the heart is trying to tell you, go this way. I feel that spirit communicates with the heart. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. And you, you serve up uh, about like 100 dishes a day, breakfast, lunch, uh, dinner. Yeah. Annie and me had uh, like high expectations of, of, of food because we know Bali. We came here many times and Bali yeah. has amazing food. Yeah. And then we came here and then we ate so much. Yeah. <laughs> It was so good. Andy returned to the buffet twice in the in the morning. I, I spend yeah. <laughs> and I spend like an hour and fifteen minutes on, on one one little plate just savoring all the food. Mm. What's your secret? I'll, I'll tell you a few secrets. You know, sure, I'm a guy who loves to cook, and I think I have a, a good feeling for flavor. You know, that's definitely there. And one of the things is that we are very close to the land, so a lot of our ingredients are really fresh. But there's, there's a deeper secret behind this. I am not the big guy, the big chef at the Bali Sinai Retreat. In fact, I'm not really the chef anymore. The kitchen now runs itself. There is a team of dedicated people. There's an energy in the kitchen that we all created together that is responsible for that food. And really, all my job is these days is to safeguard that energy by every now and then organizing a meeting with them. Uh, they are running the kitchen themselves. The kitchen now. angels, yeah. you call them, the right? The kitchen angels, yeah. that's what I call them. And that, yeah. they really pour love and care into the food. And when they are happy, the food is going to be amazing. Of course, we need recipes, and of course, we need techniques, and of course, we need fresh ingredients to underlie that. But their love is, first and foremost, what's important. Okay, so you say, that actually, the secret is love. <laughs> right, works uh, out for this podcast. Yeah, love. <laughs> yeah, but but what does that what does that mean? What how do you make that tangible? Love. <laughs> you know, everything is energy. Uh -huh. Everything is vibration. We are creating an environment where people feel held, where people feel that they're good enough, where people feel loved, where people feel that they can do this. There's a vibe of positivity, and that goes into the food. The food is cooked with a certain level of confidence. Mm. And with that comes love and care. When did you start to shape it into what, what I'm doing is new earth cooking? And why is it so important to you? There's a few spiritual teachings that pointed out that everything worthwhile comes from within. So rather than creating a doctrine, a diet, every diet plan is a doctrine, even mm -hmm. every lifestyle like veganism or raw foodism or paleo, they're all doctrines that say you should or should not do this. How about we just put it back to people and say, hey, why don't you tune in and see what you really want to eat, how you really want to live? I want to give rise to the opportunity that we have a connection to the earth and we can communicate with the earth wherever we are. So the menu at Bali Sunday Retreat is very specific to this location in Tabernam where we are eating. You know, and that's why we include the taro roots and the cassava roots and the duck eggs because they are so abundant and health-giving on that particular piece of land. Recipes from within. Yeah, recipes from within. I love that. And, and of course, you can teach techniques. Mm -hmm. And there isn't, there's always the rational mind that will balance everything. Mm -hmm. Of course, it doesn't mean we control all these amazing French techniques out of the window. It just means that they don't make any sense anymore in this new day and age mm -hmm. uh, if we don't at least listen to nature. All of our destructive patterns that we see on the planet are connected to our disconnection from mm -hmm. the planet. So nothing's more important than connecting to ourselves and connecting to Earth.
And in my case, I start cooking from that. Other people do it, they start teaching from that. They start building from that. I know amazing natural builders that do that. Uh, we are truly creating a new earth based on that new level of connection and the new consciousness that follows when we allow it. So uh, you're a chef at the Bali Sound Retreat. Then next to that, <coughs> you also are an energy worker. And Andy had a session with you. Yeah. And, and Andy, how would you describe how that was? It felt like... Um, I was electrocuted, but then on a very pleasant voltage. Um, okay, so um, amazing. What, what did you do with Andy? <laughs> Sorry, Andy, for electrocuting you. <laughs> it was just amazing. Um, I can't really technically explain what it is, because when I do energy work, I go into an altered state of consciousness. I tap into a, a greater source of life force that we all constantly access to, and I bring the client along with me. Um, using a breathing technique that's sometimes referred to as holotropic breathing by the man who invented that style, uh, called, uh, psychologist called Stanislav Grof. Um, I use some body work. Um, the body work simply helps people to connect with their body and go out of their mind. What we're doing essentially is accessing trauma because humans are born um, and from the moment we're born it's traumatic. You know, we're often dealing with a hospital birth or stressed out parents and throughout life we go through a lot of situations where the unconsciousness of other humans and ourselves is creating trauma. The mom that doesn't give us the love that we need ideally in that moment. Anyway, there's nothing to get hung up about. But that trauma stores in our, in our cellular memory, into our body, our physical body being the inner core of a greater energy field. And by accessing that trauma through our consciousness with that altered state of consciousness that we get through deep breathing, that is typically has a healing quality to it. And sometimes it can be quite uh, cathargic when you know, it feels like big electricity and big strong healing because of the, uh, the high level of vibration that comes through. Yeah. But ultimately, I don't feel that I'm giving much of myself to another person. I don't think I have any magic powers. I just have the ability because of my empathy and my current state of vibration possibly to hold a lot of that energy so I have some to spare so I can hold people. Uh, a few people a week maximum and, uh, and, and it's beautiful I'm really grateful for the opportunity um, I don't give myself too much credit for it it's just another expression of healing so mm -hmm. is the cooking so it's pretty much everything that I do I, I can honestly say that I've dedicated my life to healing myself and others healing through energy work healing through food yeah uh, we, we were talking to Patricia one of the founders yeah and we were kind of uh, joking about the fact that Hey, you know what? We can activate self-love here by just come here and eat. Yeah. Would you agree that yeah. that would be like a, a workshop? Eat your food and find self-love again? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Nourish yourself with, with food. Yeah, and all of the luxuries that Bali Sign and Retreat offers. It's the food, but it's the silence. It's the clean water. It's the space. It's the energy. Patricia had explained to me. Um, because, of course, she's the founder and she holds the space that the family temple had opened up and extended and covers the whole retreat. You could say that Bali San Retreat is an expanded temple. Mm. And just by being there, and that's another secret I want to add to, the secret behind the food. It's actually people are not so overloaded in their senses when they're here. That opens up their senses, they taste the food better as mm. well. So I want to give credit to the whole range of things and not just say, oh, I'm the great chef cooking this great food. There's actually so many more ingredients that are behind here. 
And imagine as modern day restaurants, we can embrace them in our own restaurant. Can we create silent zones? Can we incorporate plants around our restaurant? You know, can we do these things? Can we take some of this magic and bring it to our restaurant? Can we work out the energy in here? So I've worked in kitchens where people scream at each other, where the chef is always angry, where there was always stress because of the way it's set up, this a la carte, the tickets just keep printing, the customers are waiting, everyone is out for perfection, the food critics are coming. We're creating a stressful situation. We can't even enjoy this food anymore. What are we doing to ourselves? Mm. Why not take that whole pressure away? And some of the people that inspire me to do that are the Balinese because they have a way about things. They will always create this sort of like peaceful situation in the end. They're, they're geared towards that. You, know, you walk sometimes into a Balinese village and you feel that. The people are working hard to balance the good and the bad to come to this place of peace. Yeah, so there's, there's so many elements that, that I believe make the food good and make Bali Sign Retreat really, really special. Yeah. And I'm just grateful to be a, a part of that. I'm just an instrument, really. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. That's good. Thank you, Andy. <laughs> no, thank you, Simon. Welcome to Let Love Rule. Who doesn't need an extra shot of love? Heck, I know I do. Eli, didn't I, I wouldn't say it was a lie. It was, that's pretty uh, bold accusation. It's a the convers the conversations took place. They just simply didn't take place over a phone call. That he had them in person. Trump lies. That's a fact nobody can deny anymore. And if you perceive this as a disturbing fact, we ask you, what would love do with the president? How do we deal with it? How do we deal with somebody in office lying, for example. Oh, that's a tough one. His truth just changes a lot. Whatever the case, Trump has appeased and upset a lot of people with his actions last summer. Yeah, that article about the top 25 lies in the New York Times yeah, says yeah, a lot. Yeah, it does, because the lies are impossible to refute since everything is well documented and on record. Uh, hence the struggle of Sarah Huckabee in, in the quote to explain the president's actions. And, and, and all of that might be true, but again, what would love do with Trump? Well, I have an idea. Hear me out. Dave Chappelle appeared as a guest at the desk of Stephen Colbert, and he points out something very interesting. And you said, sort of famously at the time, you said, like, we got to give this guy a chance. Okay, which I agree with. You got to give a guy a chance, but Especially not Especially, right, right. This is so, very true. It's not like I wanted to give him a chance that night. But how do you feel about, I mean, how do you feel about the guy now? In the last six months, I think we're all getting an education about the presidency. I don't know that I've ever heard in just popular discourse people discussing ethics this much. And I didn't even realize how ethics were necessarily supposed to work at that level of government. And he's putting all this stuff on the floor. This is how traction works. I think it speaks to how effective Obama's presidency was. How that, traction works, you said? Yeah. What do you mean traction? That Donald Trump's the other foot. Good foot, bad foot. Good foot, bad foot. Oh, I see. I, I think, see. I think we're making moves. I think he's going to make a more informed and better voter. I think that, you know, people will, will figure it out. We'll figure it out. We'll work it out. He's a polarizing dude. He's like a bad DJ at a good party. <laughs> Trump is like a bad DJ at a good party. Chappelle sees the president like as a, a catalyst for good things. Activating consciousness, community sense, love, informed voting. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Back to our question, what would love do with the president? Letting him be? Yeah. Is love already at work, I guess? Uh, love works in mysterious ways. Well, <laughs> one thing I know, love really trumps all. We must love each other, show affection for each other, and unite together in condemnation of hatred, bigotry, and violence. 
Let love rule. Who doesn't need an extra shot of love? Last week, we gave Izzy Ferrante a love shower, and he nominated his wife Catherine to be ambushed by us. And、uh, we have not one, but a couple of major reasons why Izzy loves his wife Catherine. So we're trying to call her right now and see if she picks up. Let's see. And, and she'll get to hear those great reasons why Izzy loves her once she steps into the love shower. That's how it works here at Let Love Rule. Hey, there, there you are, Catherine. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm well, thank you. And you? Oh,、uh, we're we're very well here in the studio because we are ready to give you a love shower. Have you ever heard <laughs> of a love shower? It's like we're showering people with love in this show, and and we inspire other people to do the same. So、uh, last week、uh, we had Izzy on the show, and we asked him, you know, who should we give a love shower this week? And he said Catherine, and he gave us, yeah, I know, and it was, I mean, he gave us a couple of major reasons why we should give you a love shower. But before we give the reasons to you, you actually have to step into the shower. So we're going. <laughs> Yeah, we're gonna turn it on right here. So, boom, Andy, turn it on. Catherine, are you ready to step into the shower and hear the, re- the major reasons why Izzy loves you? Yes. Okay, get in the shower. Is it not too cold for you, the shower? No, it's perfect. Oh, it's perfect. That's good. That's good. So this is what Izzy told us to tell you. I love Cat because of her never-ending dedication to her family, her community. And her principles for sharing love. I am impacted by her every single day. It, oh my goodness! Yeah, I mean, we ambushed him last week because Frank, his brother, nominated him, and and he was a little、uh, shy in the shower. But once out of the shower, after he heard the reason why Frank loved him, he came up with this like so spontaneously. In the studio, we all got so quiet because it was so beautiful, and I hope that we had have it delivered to you in 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 the same fashion, and and that you feel the love that Izzy has for you. Well, I feel it every day,、That's、but luckily that I'm in the shower, you can't see me crying. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. Yeah. So we wanted to give you that. That's all we wanted to do here at Let Love Rule. Just shower you with some love, dedicated by Izzy, and. You know, next week we're gonna call somebody else, and and maybe you know somebody that you want to nominate that could use that extra shot of love that we give here in Let Love Rule, and you know, then we'll give him or her also a love shower. Do you have somebody in mind that you want us to call? Um. Wow. Uh. Let me think about it because I think I do have a couple of people actually. Oh. Okay. Oh wow. Then you have, have to like pick one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes, and most of all, very important, you have to share with us that major reason or the major reasons why you love him or her, so we can, you know, shower him or her next week with your love. I will.、That's、I will get that to you as soon as possible. Well, that's perfect, Catherine, and we're so grateful that you had the courage to step into the shower. Because you know, we, we know we're just calling up, you know, and like you don't know what to expect. Maybe you expect some kind of interview or something, but we're just pushing you into a shower, and you know, it, <laughs> that can be a little awkward, right? <laughs> a 
as long as you have a towel when I get out, I'm good. That's perfect. We'll have many towels. Andy, get the towels. Get the towels. Yes, right, right there. That's perfect. There you go. Uh, nice and fluffy. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you, Catherine, for, for picking up the phone. And next week, we'll call somebody that you nominated. Okay, perfect. Oh, Thank you so much, Catherine. Have a wonderful day. You too. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, Catherine. Bye-bye. Reporting on all matters of good, kindness, and love. Welcome to Let Love Rule. In light of the hashtag MeToo movement, let's talk about social media and its social impact. Yes, we know, social media can be a curse and influence people to vote for or against a presidential candidate, as we have witnessed the past year. It seems that people are easily manipulated. But it also has been a force for good. Remember tweets giving? Tweetsgiving was a project of epic change that sought to demonstrate the power of Twitter and the social web by raising $10,000 in 48 hours to build a classroom at a school in Tanzania. I'm challenging President Obama, my son Donald, my son Eric. Let's go, ladies. And then there was the Ice Bucket Challenge. Social media became flooded with videos of people dumping buckets of ice water over their heads. This viral phenomenon, known as the Ice Bucket Challenge, was raising awareness for ALS, commonly known as Lou Gehrig's disease. Everyone from Donald Trump, who actually challenged Barack Obama, to Bill Gates, Gwyneth Paltrow, Kermit the Frog. Being an amphibian, it turns out that evidently getting drenched by freezing cold water could actually make me go totally dormant and my heart could stop. They all have supported the cause. The ALS Association didn't come up with the idea of an ice bucket challenge, but they were able to effectively create an emotional connection with their cause. It was former Boston College baseball player Pete Freitz who leveraged his local community and friends with the challenge. So here are my three challenges. One, to President Obama. Please help the ALS community have a stronger voice in Washington. We need every political ally in order to find a cure. Sharing his story helped spark this nationwide phenomenon. Why, you ask? Well, to sum up, there was an emotional connection followed by celebrity endorsements. And let's face it, if the cool kids are doing it, others will want to participate too. Okay, this is Homer Simpson and I challenge Flanders, Lenny, and Flanders again to do the Ice Bucket Challenge. Oh, and why not? Donald Trump. Oh, oh, oh boy, oh, that was cold. Oh, but it was all worth it to raise awareness for ALS. And Obama? Well, he didn't participate, but he did donate. Okay, let's do this. And now, the hashtag MeToo campaign has shown how the aggregating power of social media can be effective in starting a conversation amongst millions of people. Like in Italy, where women rallied behind a version called Chiela Voltace, 
which translates to that time when. Sto parlando di quello no, che no, è successo. No, tra l'altro questa campagna nasce dal fatto che Asia Argento ha deciso di denunciare una molestia avuta moltissimi anni fa. While French women decided to out their harassers by name under balance ton porc, which roughly translates to Snitch out your pig. Après l'affaire Harvey Weinstein, c'est mm. un ah oui. grand producteur aux États-Unis. Voilà, euh, et, et, donc, et, et donc il y a plein de tweetos qu'on fait pas des agressions ou humiliations sexuelles et l'ont partagé euh, sur Twitter. Son initiative, c'est elle qui l'a lancée, accompagnée du hashtag Balance ton porc. But can a hashtag, a meme or any viral moment, no matter how widespread, really turn into a lasting movement that will create social change and reduce sexual abuse of women? Maybe. I'm Barack Obama, and it's on us. It's on us is a cultural movement to fundamentally shift the way we think about sexual assault. Experts say it's going to take a coordinated effort between anti-violence organizations, the media, and Hollywood, as well as concrete actions from each and every one of us, especially men. We cannot be bystanders. We can stop to make sure someone is okay. We can warn someone when their drink isn't safe. And disrupt the situation. We can get someone the cab or walk them home safely. We can make campuses safer for our friends, our roommates, our, our classmates, classmates, our fellow human, human beings. beings. We cannot be bystanders. We, we can. can intervene. It's on us, all of us. Learn how and take the pledge at itsonus.org. Yes, it's the man's turn. This has to become a man's issue because men won't stop unless other men say so. Maybe it's better to let Obama sum up what we can do. Good evening, everybody. Together we can change our culture for the better by ending violence against women and girls. Right now, nearly one in five women in America has been a victim of rape or attempted rape. And more than one in four women has experienced some form of domestic violence. It's not okay, and it has to stop. And all of us, in our own lives, have the power to set an example. It's on us, all of us, to create a culture where violence isn't tolerated, where survivors are supported, and where all our young people, men and women, can go as far as their talents and their dreams will take them. Welcome to Let Love Rule. Let the Branson Brothers help you feel good. Even while we're at the silent retreat, it's still possible to do a slip in the love song. Uh, right, Andy? No, <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm not too looking forward to that. Well, yes, you are, man, because you gotta do it, Andy. Oh, oh yeah. Flipping the love song is a way to activate your self-love big time. And how do we do this? Well, that's easy. You pick a love song, the song that you used to sing for somebody else. Andy, you got one already? You promised last week. I, I got one. Then you look up the lyrics online, and then you flip the lyrics. You, you change all the yous into me's and all the yours into uh, mine. And then you take a mirror. You don't have to take a mirror today and you can sing it to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then while singing the song that you used to sing for somebody else, you sing it to yourself now. Well, that's going to activate love in a big, big, big way. So, Andy, what's your favorite love song? Well, I uh, was thinking about doing uh, Lionel Richie and... Hello, but, um, brother, yeah, um, uh, you want to sing with me? Okay, bro, let's do it together. Uh, you got, you got it prepared? You got the lyrics? Yeah, I got them right here. Cool. 
let's let's walk past this this water here, uh, and then there's some silence, and we can sing. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> A one, two, three. Hello. Hello. Is, Is it, it me, me I'm, I'm looking, looking for? for? I, I can, can see it in my eyes. I can see it in my smile. I'm all I ever wanted. And my arms are open wide. Cause I know just what to say. And I know just what to do. And I want to tell me so much. I love me. Great, Andy. <laughs> we did it. You did. You did it. Me. We did it. I love that. that. The lyrics are really cool. I want to tell me so much, I love me. Lionel Richie and hello. So pick your favorite love song, look up the lyrics, change all the yous into me's, all the... Yours into mine. And go ahead, activate that self-love and have some fun with it. And if you, if you don't dare to do it alone, find the brother, sing it together. That's right, Andy. <laughs> You're listening to Let Love Rule. The Branson Brothers. Now this is a segment of the show in which we get to tell you what we really love. That could be a book, a movie, an event, a person. And this comedy-inspired episode of Let Love Rule, we thought, you know what, we could introduce you to Trevor Noah. Yeah, we love the South African stand-up comedian and now host of The Daily Show on Comedy Central. Why, you might ask? Well, he's smart, sharp, witty, playful, and just plain funny. And, and even though he hasn't even reached his mid-30s, he has a pretty tough and inspiring lifetime story to tell. And so he did, with his book, Born a Crime. It details Noah's growing up in South Africa. Before the stage lights, there were the streets of Soweto. Before late-night TV were the years of a young South African boy finding his place in apartheid South Africa. Journey with Trevor Noah as he navigates us through a collection of personal stories from his life. In typical Trevor fashion, he uses his comedic wit and genius to great effect, stirring up laughter while delivering an honest and touching account of his personal challenges, victories and everything in between along the way. My mom could walk with me, my mom could walk with me, but, uh, but if the police showed up, she'd have to let go of my hand and drop me and act like I wasn't hers. Every single time, because we, we weren't supposed to exist as a family, so my mom would, would let go. It was like a little game we played, police would show up like, woo, she'd be like, whoop, oh, I don't know, I don't know. No, no, it's not mine, it's not mine. Oh, no, I don't know. It was horrible for me. I, I felt like a bag of weed. It was a tough time. This is Trevor Noah's Born a Crime. Get your copy now. Through it all, his mother administered tough love and old-school, Old Testament discipline. She was a religious woman who took her son to three churches every Sunday, a prayer meeting on Tuesday, Bible study on Wednesday, and youth church on Thursday. My mom was the only force I truly feared. She believed if you spare the rod, you spoil the child. On one of young Trevor's adventures, he got caught borrowing a car for which he had to go to court for. He was terrified, but he also actually believed it was better to go to prison than tell his mother about what was happening and what he had done. This all out of fear for her punishment. Noah later found out it was actually his mother who saved him from prison time. One of the nicest things about this book, and the Washington Post reporter described it this way, is that it's really a love letter 
to your mother. It really is. Yeah. Which I didn't intend. Mm -hmm. I won't lie. I thought I was the hero of my story. I think we all do. <laughs> you know, when I wrote the book, I was like, I'm, I'm a hero. This is my life. This is what I've done. And I wrote all of these stories from my childhood. And once I coalesced all of them, I read through it and I went, wow, wow. my mom is an incredible woman. You know, uh, single women are incredible women. I mean, South Africa is a nation that uh, because of the laws and because of a police that had taken away so many black men, we're a nation that was raised by women. But you described your mom as a Tom and Jerry relationship, a cop and a criminal relationship. She said, you said, she taught me how to be a man, but she didn't teach me how to be a boy. Yes. Trevor and his mother went through some very rough times together. They were physically abused by the second husband for years. According to published reports in South Africa, where Trevor Noah was born, his stepfather threatened to kill him. Trevor was 25 when his mom was shot. Reportedly, he was so concerned about his safety that for a time he moved to the United States. His mother survived the shooting. She appeared with him in the documentary. Went in this side and went out there. I have a stiff, a stiff jaw, but... That's Noah stated that he hoped the attention surrounding the incident would help domestic abuse problem in South Africa. He said, For years my mother reached out to police for help with domestic abuse and nothing was ever done. This is the norm in South Africa. Dockets went missing and cases never went to court. He even brought up the tragedy in his stand-up routines. She was shot twice. Once in the <laughs> Oh yeah, funny now. Funny now. <laughs> and she was shot in the head. Oh yeah, got serious. When he was 18, Trevor had a starring role on the South African soap opera Incidingo. He then began hosting his own radio show, Noah's Ark, on YFM. He later held several television hosting roles with the South African Broadcasting Corporation. And he was the runner-up in their fourth season of Strictly Come Dancing. From 2010 to 2011, Noah was the creator and host of Tonight with Trevor Noah. And that led him to becoming the senior international correspondent for The Daily Show on Comedy Central. The next year, he was announced as the successor of longtime host John Stewart. Trevor Noah became host of The Daily Show last fall, just as the 2016 election campaign began to heat up. He delivered a nightly satirical take throughout the race, and nearly a week after the results, the comedian is not shy about how he's trying to cope with the outcome. If this morning you finally woke up from a coma, well, you might want to go back. This entire result is it's sort of like Trump's hair. I know it's real, but my mind can't accept it. Mr. President, it was a great honor being with you, and I look forward to being with you many, many more times in the future. Thank you, sir. That is one hell of a performance, especially by President Obama, which means at least one black person should get nominated for an Oscar this year. This September 2017, it was announced that Comedy Central had extended Trevor Noah's contract as host of The Daily Show for five years. By listening to the audiobook Born a Crime, we got to know and love this multi-talented guy a little better. And now we love him even more. And that's why you want to recommend his book, Born a Crime. Or The Daily Show on Comedy Central. Yeah. Now stick around, because later on in this show, in What Would Love Do, we'll talk about another comedian, one fallen from grace, Louis C.K. But first, it's time for the Feel Better Song of the Week, and uh, Andy, you found something funny to fit in the theme of this week's show? Comedy? Oh yeah. Alright, take your guitar and play the song, and uh, I'll guess. Uh, I'll whistle also. What? I'll whistle. <clears throat> Hmm, 
Yeah, all yeah. That that's that's very familiar and and very well done, Andy. <laughs> Always look on the bright side of love, Monty Python. That's yeah. so funny, and it's such a true <laughs> statement. Yeah, have you seen the movie the song was featured in? Yeah, that was such a funny movie. And if you have nothing to do this week, go and watch the movie on the internet somehow, somewhere. The Monty Pythons are for sure a British comedy jam. Um, Andy, will you uh, create an album cover f- for this week's song also? Yeah, I will. Make sure you check out Andy's art on Instagram because each week he paints a piece of art inspired by the Feel Better song. Uh, I'll, I'll post them on uh, Facebook also in the Let Love Rule group. So that's one reason to join us there. Go on Facebook and click like. Thank you, Andy. Thank you, bro. This is a meditation to connect you into your heart. To activate your heart space and to connect your mind, body and spirit to a deep sense of love for yourself and all others. You can begin by gently closing your eyes and taking three deep breaths into the space of your heart. With each breath, allow the breath to deepen and surround every single cell in your heart space. And with every breath that you're taking now, you can feel that connection to your heart deepening and surrounding your being in the love and this connection of this present moment that you're focused in. the sounds of these words to flow through your body mind and spirit you can feel a deep sense of connection to your own practice of self-love and with every breath you're breathing love into every single cell of your beautiful body and allowing that love energy to translate its way through to all of the parts of your being that are seeking this connection. And so allow every part of your body to respond now to the practice of love, of connecting to yourself in this time and in this space. Because the more that you allow yourself to breathe with the intention of love, the more you can feel your body responding to that nurturing. And so the nurturing and the provision of this feeling of love throughout your body, mind and spirit can just flow now to every single part of your body that has been seeking your attention and your love. To every part of your spirit that has been asking for your consciousness and your connection and to every part of your mind that has allowed itself to fall into the illusions of anything other than this present feeling of love that you have within yourself now. 
And so as you flow this love sensation and this connection through your breath to every single one of the trillions of cells in your body that love you unconditionally, that no matter what are here for you, supporting you, loving you, keeping you alive, that all of these cells can be replenished in this presence of your own love, knowing that all heals in the presence of love. And as you breathe and you feel these feelings of love and this sensation of connection to yourself now flowing through your body from head to toe, allow your mind to wander to all of the things in your life right now that you absolutely love and that you have great gratitude for. They may be small things. They may be meaningful and big things. Whatever they are, just allow the sensation of gratitude and love to flow through your being now as you think of all of the things about your life and in your life that you love and feel grateful for. And then I gently want you to focus on the area of your heart space now. And as you think about these things that you feel so grateful for, Breathe into your heart and allow that to flow even stronger now. Double the sensation of love in your heart and imagine a beautiful bright white light flowing from your heart out into the world and sending this heart space filled energy to all of the regions of this world that need it the most. And as you can feel this love flowing from your body out into the world, you feel the connection of the earth, mother earth, and the entire earth's love coming back to you now. You can feel the love from the sun and the moon. You can feel the love from the rivers and the oceans. You can feel the love from the mountains and the clouds, from every single element on this earth. Receive that love and receive that energy into you now. And at the same time, send your pure, unconditional, white light energy of love out into the world, into all elements, into all beings, and into the entire universe. Activate the deepest level of love within yourself now for your presence and your awareness and for knowing that out of all of the things that you could be doing right now in your present moment awareness, connecting and activating this level and this intensity of love within yourself in this moment is the highest, most loving act that you can perform for yourself and the world. Knowing that your external world is a reflection of your internal world, now you know this connection to love in yourself will be felt by all others who are in your presence. And so gently now placing your hands on your heart, breathe three final breaths into your heart space. And you may even feel your heart beat beneath your hands. And as you connect to this feeling of love, you can place a small smile on your beautiful face 
and carry this presence and this energy of love throughout the rest of your day, knowing that it is within you always. And you can gently release your hands and slowly start to bring awareness into your fingers and toes. And gently open your eyes and again smile and greet the world with this connection of love. You're listening to Let Love Rule with the Branson Brothers. Let's end the show as always with a love activation inspiration. This time, no meditation, but something funny. Yeah, comedy is the theme of the week. So we asked a couple of stand-up comedians to give their take on love. Just so they can inspire you to start thinking or rethinking about how love shows up in your life. It's meant to activate some questions and answers for yourself. And this week we will feature Shannon Lee. Have a listen. Now, I'm here to talk about love, but for a long time, I have to tell you this. I wasn't sure if I knew much about it because I'm divorced. So on paper, it looks like I could have failed in that department. And for a long time, I thought maybe I did. Like little tidbit. My ex-husband, he used to do all the cooking and I have a secret and unreasonable fear of the grocery store. Like, it's a real thing. It's so bad. I one time went through the McDonald's drive-thru just for five bottles of water. So my heart and capacity to love at times felt as empty as my refrigerator. I'd like to say, though, on side note, if a refrigerator were a person, do you know how creepy they must think we are? Like, what if someone just opened your door, okay, and stared at you for five minutes and left? Think about it. I realize that has nothing to do with love, more with hunger, but that's just, you know, that's for another discussion. So I had to make lemons out of lemonade, even though I had neither of these in my house. But I realized my marriage didn't work because I had not yet done the work on a very important relationship, one that I realized later, which is the one with myself. And side note, my ex and I, we got together very young. Like when I met him, he said something like, hey, do you like stuff? And I remember saying, yeah, I'm like really into stuff. Boom. 10 years later, we were in court dividing up all that stuff. But that's okay, you know, because my relationship with myself in those days was just as poor as the guy I married over the stuff. And I needed to work on myself first. And I did. So I think about love Um, you can't fully have it without loving yourself first. You can't fully love somebody and give somebody all of yourself without really having that relationship with yourself. So I'm going to give you a few pointers and tidbits that I wrote down that, you know, um, are completely coming from an unqualified source. Keep in mind. So, uh, I, they might not work, but we'll give it a go. Number one, it's okay 
not to have your shit together every single day. In fact, some days I just lay on my couch with dirty hair and binge watch HGTV. I don't answer my phone. And I think, why? It's, it's because we're all human beings, okay? We're just doing our best. We're complex. We don't have it together all the time, and that's okay. We're all just trying to figure it out. So as long as you have balance in those days that you need solitude, I think it's fine. Like, enjoy them, you know? Don't avoid them. Don't be mindless on those days, but be mindful. Haha, I sound like I know what I'm talking about, don't I? We shall see. Number two, feel all the feels. One day, I would find myself taking like a lovely hike with myself, enjoying nature. Very next night, found myself drinking lots of wine and burning pictures of my ex. But you know what? I was feeling all the highs and lows. I wasn't avoiding those feelings. And one day, it might be complete joy and happiness shooting out of my butt. And other days, my life could resemble a Lifetime movie starring Tori Spelling. This is the path to self-love, people. Number three, never pretend to be something that you're not, except in cases when you are drunk. For example, if you've drunk too much champagne at, say, a work function, definitely pretend to be sober. Number four, self-care. I've already said this. um, It's okay to have dirty hair. Like, you don't have to wash your hair for a while if you don't want to. But take care of yourself too, you know? Just don't go out in public and wash it before you do. Number five, value yourself like you value your favorite item in the whole world. Like for me, it's Christian Louboutins. I am a Louboutin. And I don't say it like Louboutin, okay? Like the fancy people. I just like those shoes a lot. They're expensive and they make me happy. Now, my shiny red sole might get worn out from time to time from lots of wear, but you know what? No matter how scuffed up it gets, that shit still sells on eBay for a lot of money. I don't care what anybody says, okay? Your value is like a pair of designer shoes, and it doesn't depreciate. And guess what, you guys? After 10 years, that's not even called aging. That's called going vintage. Boom. Number six, when you doubt yourself. Oh, this is my favorite. I call him Mr. Fear. He's that little voice inside your head that gets all up in there. And he we all know him. He kills our momentum. He creates fears, doubts, worries. He makes us take hits to our own confidence. So you know what you do when he gets all up in your head, taking up space, telling you you can't do stuff, telling you you're not worth anything. He's taking up space without paying any rent. You tell him... You say, Mr. Fear, shut the fuck up, okay? And if you happen to scream that, you have a moment and you scream it to yourself in public and you freak people out, be sure to YouTube that shit and bonus points for you because that's awesome. And last but not least, number seven, always listen to your heart and your gut instinct. And if your gut is anything like mine, it's saying, stop postmating all the time. You're getting fat, okay? Get out there. Just get out there and go to the grocery store. So there you have it. Some of my how-tos on how to continue to build your self-worth and love yourself more on this crazy journey uh, you know, called life that we're on. Loving yourself is the most important thing. And I have to say, me, myself, and I, we love each other a lot more than we used to. In fact, we crack each other up on a constant basis, I suppose, which is why we're a comedian. Um, And everybody knows traditionally that comedians are the most well-adjusted people in the world. 
So now, if you'll excuse me, I do have to run because we have to get to a comedy show we're performing in. Um, We're going to attempt to make people laugh like the clowns that we are and then rely completely on their validation to make us feel whole. Wait, I just screwed that thing up, didn't I? Shit. Shannalee, and if you like Shannalee, go listen to her podcast, Playing With Balls. That's it for this week. Stay tuned because in the upcoming episodes of Let Love Rule, we'll have more comedians talking about what love means to them. Thank you for tuning in. Hungry for more inspiration and motivation? Head over to pureloveradio.com and grab your free copy of the introductory audiobook Superwise Me, Law of the Heart by Lynn Branson and Power of the Heart author-filmmaker Batiste de Papa. Want to meditate some more? Subscribe and get access to all of the Love Activation Meditation videos. That's www.pureloveradio.com for more wisdom and love. That's it, Andy. That's it. Yeah, last episode. Yeah, this was our last regular episode of Let Love Rule, the Feel Better podcast. And um, next weekend, we're going to do something special. Kickstart the new year with a bang. Yeah, we're going to give away something. And we're going to start up something. We're going to start like a viral campaign that will activate self-love on a global level. So be there next week. And in the meantime, subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher or TuneIn or SoundCloud to find out more. Who doesn't need an extra shot of love? Heck, I know I do. Have a wonderful happy holidays. And remember, we love you. Yes, we do. My love is lifting me high. I've ever been lifted before So keep it up Quench my desire I'll be at my side Forevermore My love keeps lifting me It keeps on lifting me Lifting me Higher and higher My love keeps lifting me Keeps on lifting me Lifting me Higher and higher Oh, higher and higher My love keeps lifting me Higher and higher